I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. All right, Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman will, in fact, join me next. He just texted me on that casino gnome. Bruce Blakeman coming up next. Charlie Marino, dear friend of mine out of Howard Beach. His sister passed away, his beautiful sister, which I did announce on the air. And then I even announced where they're going to have the funeral and the mass. And over 300 people showed up for him and his sister, and he wants to thank the listeners. Lots of you showed up for Charlie Marino, so thank you for that. That's absolutely beautiful. My next guest is making his debut on Sid and Friends in the Morning. He is the commissioner of the DOC. That's a big deal, Department of Corrections. Been there for about, uh, I don't know, 18 months, maybe a little less, and uh, really doing a terrific job. Not easy to get him. you got to go through Fabian Levy, then Frank Dwyer, but eventually... Lou Molina ends up on the show. <laughs> so, Lou, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. And um, let's start with this uh, before we start to really detail where things have drastically improved. And they have. First of all, somebody asked me this morning, if you get Lou on the phone, ask him about the reality of some of these migrants in uh, at Rikers Island. What is that reality? Yeah, so we don't have any um, migrants on Rikers Island. Um, what the mayor has, has said, which I think shows a responsibility in governance, is that every department needs to do an assessment of its, of its infrastructure assets to see what may or may not be made available to be able to temporarily emergency house um, the migrants that have come to the city, which I think numbers over 65,000 to date. Do you have an opinion one way or the other? Because for me, Lewis, uh, I got to tell you, I'd much rather see the migrants on Rikers Island than, oh, I don't know, my neighborhood in Bell Harbor. So uh, do you have an opinion on this? Um, I don't have an opinion on it. I think it was a responsible thing that the mayor did in asking every department head to assess his assets. And I think like everything else, New York City is a tough city. We have a really sharp and tough mayor. And I think it was a responsible thing to do to figure out what, physical structures make logical sense to be able to temporarily house um, the the migrants that are coming into the city. I want to, uh, I guess, throw my support, uh, Lou Molina, at one of your guys, and I'm interested to hear what you're going to say. I know you know the name. His name is Mazinski Marullis. This was in the paper a couple days ago in the New York Post, 39 years old, and he was escorting some of the inmates, and he felt the liquid on the back of his neck, and it turned out that one of the inmates threw urine on him. 
And uh, he responded in kind. And he actually did the same thing. My feeling is you're going to tell me that my guys need to be morally superior to the inmates. But the truth is that for uh, guys from Brooklyn like me, we kind of like it. <laughs> what uh, What's going to happen with this guy? I would hope he's not going to get into big trouble, is he? Well, listen, it's a disciplinary process that we have here. And I think for correction officers or any law enforcement officer, it's a profession. And we have to be professional. And, and as you may know, I was a uniformed cop. Um, there's a lot of unpleasant things that, unfortunately, law enforcement officers um, engage with. But we have to be professional, and obviously we have a higher level of standard given the responsibility that we have in yielding public service um, to the city. But I think what that incident, which happened in 2019, I think is just emblematic of the prize administration's really just mismanagement, failed leadership, and really just intentional dismantling of our city's criminal justice system. They allowed, whether it was misconduct on behalf of those that are in custody, or on, on occasion, if it was misconduct on behalf of staff that didn't meet the standards of performance, to just go unaddressed far too long. And I've talked about it publicly that when I got here, I inherited a disciplinary backlog of almost 4,000 cases going back to 2017 that went unaddressed. But in addition to that, we had detainees that were committing acts of violence, criminal violence, in the majority against other detainees on other occasions to staff, and that also went unaddressed, too. So we addressed discipline in a timely and meaningful manner, but we've also worked with the Bronx DA's office to rearrest detainees that commit um, criminal acts of violence in the jail system, which is the appropriate thing to do. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, Mr. Adams, the mayor, receives a lot of criticism, and I think sometimes deservedly so, but he also receives some compliments, and deservedly so. I don't know anybody who compliments Bill de Blasio, Commissioner Molina. I really don't. And uh, the way he treated police, and you are a former cop, like you talked about what happened inside your jail facilities, uh, really no excuse for that. So it is fair to say at the very least, even if you're critical of Mayor Adams, that when it comes to police, when it comes to jail facilities, he's doing a much exponentially better job than Bill de Blasio, Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what we have done here has been no short of remarkable, considering where we were in January of 2022, when this jail system for this city was on the brink of collapse. We reduced staff absenteeism by 70 percent of where it was. And and just to kind of give you a sense of that, uh, on any given day in January, we had about 2,600 people on any given day that might have been out sick, whether that's new sick or they've been out sick for a, a number of weeks. And that number has been in the 400 as of late. Um, we have embarked on an organizational health strategy to support staff. That did not exist for a very long time. But with that, with our staff responding to the support, slashings and stabbings fiscal year to date have been down approximately 20%. Wow. Calendar year to date, they're down 35%. Um, you know, we're producing individuals for court at a success rate of 95%. So we have significantly stabilized the city's jail system to be able to not only do reform, but evolve it so that we have a humane and just jail system in this city. This is Commissioner Lou Molina. He's the commissioner of the uh, DOC. It's nice to talk to you, pal. It really is. Thank you. How many uh, jails do you oversee in New York? So we have six facilities um, on the island itself. We also have the barge that's located in the Bronx at seven. We have our, our, our court um, system so there's every court in every borough, and we have a hospital prison ward in Bellevue. 
That's a lot. What, what are your thoughts, you know, when uh, folks are yelling and screaming about closing down Rikers, which I think is a horrible idea. In fact, I would, I would have more prisoners and migrants and a whole bunch of folks and even homeless people. I would send them all to Rikers. There's a lot of acreage there you guys aren't using, and you can use it for all three, homeless, migrants, criminals. But when people argue to close down Rikers, they want to build jails in residential communities. I couldn't think of a worse idea. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah, so the local law has passed, right? So I'm a law enforcement officer. I have to have to follow the law. And, and basically the law states that in August of 2027, Rikers Island proper cannot be used for detainee jail operations anymore and that we were to have moved to this borough-based jail plan. So it is over. August of 2027, Rikers is closed. Nothing can change that. There's nothing anybody can do? Well, yeah, I mean, the city council has the power to sort of to sort of deal with that issue. And what we've been trying to help um, elected officials understand is that we currently have over 6,000 persons in custody within our city's jail system. And that may sound like a lot, but what I want to also point out is that for a large American city, we have the lowest per capita incarceration rate, I think, in America, which is something to be proud of. Um, in addition to that, the Brobish jail plan calls for about 3,300 capacity to be, ho- be able to hold individuals. Today, we are at 6,000. And if, the, if nothing changes in the adjudication process of our court system, then by July of next year, we forecast that we'll be at 7,000, which is obviously significantly more than the 3,300. And if we, in order to meet that capacity need, are just going to arbitrarily deinstitutionalize those that are justice involved arbitrarily, it's going to be a disaster. We did this with the mentally ill in the mid-60s, as you know. Yep. And we have never recovered from that, and we still today don't have enough bandwidth within our public health system to deal with those that need inpatient mental health treatment. Fair to say, then, fair to assume, Commissioner, that uh, you're not happy that they're closing Rikers in 2027. Listen, I think it's, you know, we have, an, we have city council members that, that made a decision, a prior mayor that signed that into law. I think the responsible thing for me to do as commissioner is really help the elected officials understand the reality yeah. that was going to be yeah. was going to hit us in 2027. Right. If we don't address a lot of these issues, either mental illness or the the capacity of our jail system moving into the future. And you talked about some of the things that are going well, Commissioner, and they are absenteeism being down, the slashings and stabbings being down, disciplinary backlog in the trials division has been tackled and reduced, court production now at 95%, clean and orderly intake facilities. And uh, I know that uh, just last Friday, for example, Commissioner, uh, you guys graduated a brand-new class of recruits, and a new recruitment campaign is underway to hire even more COs. So congratulations uh, to those folks. I mean, I'm always worried, Commissioner Lou, that uh, folks are not going to want to be cops anymore or CEOs anymore because of the demonization of police, which occurs regularly from both politicians and people living in New York. And quite frankly, they're not treated well enough. I mean, uh, congratulations to Mayor Adams on getting the cops a raise, but 55000 give me a break. So I'm always worried that uh, people are going to stop wanting to do these jobs, but it seems to me, Commissioner, that they still do, and that's good news. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I think being a law enforcement officer, whether we're talking about being a correction officer, an NYPD officer, a a, a deputy within the New York City sheriffs, these are callings, right? And when I became a police officer was because it was a calling for me not only to want to be a public servant, but to be someone who contributes to the change 
and of public safety of, my, of the communities and the many communities that I represented growing up as a kid in the Bronx. We have hundreds of people that want to be correction officers. We are improving the work-life balance of correction officers every day. Uh, we've started training using the, the state-of-the-art facility at the NYPD with this last class that just graduated. We'll be doing that moving forward until we get our own self-standing correction academy. And it is a very tough but very rewarding profession that has really helped economically escalate thousands of New Yorkers into the middle class, um, which obviously improves from generation to generation, as you know, as we have helped establish families in these careers. So it is a wonderful career. And I tell people, be the part of the change that you want to be. And we have hundreds of people that we're vetting for our next class. So I'm excited about that, which starts in about July. I will tell you that I've spoken now. I've had the fortunate opportunity, because you know I'm probably with the mayor, to speak to uh, certainly Commissioner Shul, the police department. She's a very, very impressive lady. You, Lou, you're a very impressive guy, very impressive. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And I've spoken to the sanitation uh, you know, person as well. She's a, uh, a wonderful lady, Tish. And uh, it seems to me that uh, the mayor, Eric Adams, has put some some really solid people in uh, in places of of leadership leadership including you i think you'd agree that you're surrounded here this is the good news unlike the blasio at the very least while the city is far from perfect it seems like he's got the right people in leadership positions yes oh mayor adams has assembled a stellar amazing group of people forward thinkers and i think the most important thing that not only the mayor does but with the team that he has assembled is we are action-oriented. We don't wait for things to happen. We're always thinking about what could happen. We're addressing not only issues on a day-to-day basis to improve this city, but we are strategically thinking long-term of what can we do now that will pay dividends in the future. So being forward-thinking and action-oriented and having a high level of emotional intelligence, which is what the mayor always talks about, is what is helping this city move forward. If only we can get some help from the governor and uh, Stuart Cousins and Heasty and all of our friends, Lou, up there in Albany, maybe this city could be great again. But uh, at the very least, you're doing your part. I appreciate you coming on today. It has been a great six months for you and the Department of Corrections. I wish you continued success and come back whenever you want, pal. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. Have a good day. You too, pal. Take care. There he is, the commissioner of the Department of Corrections. And he really is doing a terrific job, Louis Molina. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at at info at gabolaw.com. Gabolaw, where winning is no accident.